Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where you'll get the tools you need to master your money, marketing, and your motivation. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the money and marketing coach, motivational speaker, and huge Dr. Pepper lover who is on a mission to connect you with women who are incredible at what they do with the hope that you will leave inspired, educated, and motivated to create the life that sets your soul on fire. Before we dive into another amazing episode, I am so excited to tell you about this week's show sponsor. It is the Money and Marketing Catalyst, which is my signature 12-week program for entrepreneurs and small business owners who are ready to go from stuck to scaling and fast. This program is for you if you are sick of coming up at the end of each month, trying to find more ways to make some extra revenue, or feel like you're on the content creation hamster wheel and you're constantly posting and engaging only to never drive sales from your marketing. MMC, as we like to call it, focuses on my core method, which is a four-step framework that we first apply to your business finances. So we'll dig into your numbers like you have never done before and get really deep into the details of your money. You'll master your profit margins, feel confident in your numbers, and have personalized and effective strategies for growing revenue each and every month. Then we'll spend the second half of our time together applying that core framework to your marketing. So this is not your standard marketing or social media tips and advice. You will actually learn methods and strategies that are really going to help your marketing. You'll become a content creation queen and you'll ditch all the stress and headache for marketing efforts that actually convert into sales without relying on ad spend. MMC is the program that I wish I had when I was ready to grow and scale my business. Consider what it's costing you to stay stuck where you are for the next three months. I guarantee that if you wait, if you don't jump on this now, you will look back wishing that you had just gone ahead and invested in yourself. This is the ultimate program to help transform your business into what you want it to look like, all with someone who's personally been right where you are, figured it out, and wants to help you succeed faster and easier. Enrollment for the Money and Marketing Catalyst is actually currently open for our next round that starts at the end of January. And as a thank you for being a listener of the show and a part of the Females on Fire community, I want to give you a gift. So if you are listening to this, I am giving you $400 off of the program and free access to my finance your future course, which is my personal finance course to go along with all the business finance stuff that we'll talk about in MMC. So when you apply and you're accepted into the program, if you mention that you are a females on fire listener, you'll get that $400 off and get access to finance your future. Just head over to apply MMC. So for money and marketing catalyst, apply mmc.com and put in your application. Spots are super limited because I want to keep it small enough where you get tons of time with me and individualized help. So there are only a few spots and they will absolutely sell out. Don't wait to change your business because when you change your business, you change your life and the money and marketing catalyst can be the catalyst, the propeller, the program that will help you do just that. So go ahead and enroll. Do not miss out. And again, head to applymc.com and put in your application and my team will get you all of the details. Welcome back, Females on Fire, for another really amazing episode. I have a great guest today that I am just super, super pumped about. 
she and I actually met when we both enrolled in a mastermind together and we went through this mastermind together and now have become very good friends. And I'm just super pumped and excited and just ecstatic to have her on the show today. So today I'm talking with my dear friend, Taylor Peters, and Taylor is a money coach who actually paid off $32,000 of debt in only 17 months. How crazy is that? She specializes in teaching women how to ditch all the money stress, finally pay off debt, and save big. After despairing about student loan and credit card debt and feeling as though there would never be a way out, Taylor implemented a strategy that changed her financial trajectory forever. Now, enabling other women to do the same for the long term is her focus. And she does it so well. I am so excited to have her on. And we're going to be talking all about time freedom and how that affects your financials, how your financials affect your time freedom, what that looks like, what it really is. And Taylor is going to share a few tips and starting points for where you can begin to create the time freedom that you're really looking for in your life and in your business. So I'm so excited to talk with Taylor. I know you guys are going to love her. So let's dive right in. Hi, Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Hi, Haley. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I, I just told you before this, I love the money episodes, so I can't wait to dive into talking about this idea of time freedom and what that looks like and how our listeners can achieve it. But before we get into all the good stuff, I know our listeners would love to hear who you are, what you do, and especially how you got here. I love hearing these entrepreneur journeys. So tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely. Um, so I would say a good beginning point of becoming more aware of my own finances prior to moving into money coaching was when my mom was re-diagnosed with cancer. So I share a lot about my family's journey over the past two plus years of when she was re-diagnosed, but something I don't touch on very often is that she actually had breast cancer one time before. So her first diagnosis came in August of 2015. I moved into my college dorm on Wednesday. They said goodbye, dropped me off, and called me on Saturday to let me know that she had cancer. And she went the whole nine yards. She had every treatment, they really, uh, they pull out the big guns when it's earlier stage because you have the highest chance of recovery. And we were told that she did everything she could. She was going to be fine. Unfortunately, she uh, came back to my college campus the fall of my senior year to tell me in person that her cancer was back. And it was like reliving a nightmare that I thought we had said goodbye to. And something that stood out to me was that she remembered a conversation we had after her surgery from the first time, telling her how hard it was for me to hear over the phone that she had cancer and to feel so helpless and so far away. And so she made a three plus hour drive to tell me and my sister in person when it came back. And it really, really, meant um the world to me just knowing that you know as my mom she picked up on something that small that we just talked about while having a glass of wine after she had her um, mastectomy and we were relaxing and you know enjoying things again so stage four terminal breast cancer is no joke and uh, my mom was extremely strong in her entire battle there was a lot of pressure to pack in everything that was supposed to be our entire lifetime together in this very short time frame. Something else that affected all of us together as a family was that she never specifically asked her doctor how long she had. I think it helped her mindset a lot going into treatment, going into chemo, going into 
new drugs every few months after the last one stops working. And some people get told six months and they last six months. She chose not to be told anything at all. And we saw the downhill spiral um, really come this summer. In the midst of all of this, in May of 2019, I was graduating college and it felt like I reached a finish line where I could then take my new sense of freedom is what it felt like graduating college and having finished something so big and, and having that accomplishment under my belt despite what senior year had turned into. And that I could take all that time and spend it with her. And I was so grateful for that. I mean, just the, the, the idea that now she could really truly be in my focus without anything else getting in the way because let's be honest, college is not just a breeze. You know, you're focusing, you're working hard, you're getting all of the things done to make sure you walk across the stage and get that diploma on time. And I had this sense of gratitude that I was going to be able to finish and, and go spend every second I could with her. Then I got some phone calls, automated phone calls uh, from my student loan lenders. I had both federal and private student loans. And to say that I was clueless with finances throughout college is the understatement of the century. So those phone calls really shook me because they told me that I would have payments coming up in six months after my grace period ended. Didn't even know what that was. Didn't even know what a minimum payment was gonna look like for me. So I made these accounts, I sat down, I logged in because I'm thinking, oh yeah, you know, like college graduation, job, gonna make some payments, like I'll figure it out, whatever. Oh man, was that a wake up call. <laughs> so here I am making all these plans in my head for me and my mom and my family and how despite this cancer, like everything is gonna be as good as we can make it. And then this weight dropped on me, $63,000 worth of weight to be specific. And I had no idea. I literally had no idea. I signed my dotted lines in the fall when I was required to pay for school and pay for my housing. And it had continued adding up. So the private loans had all clearly been gaining interest. And the federal loans that I was eligible for, which was a lower dollar amount, some of them had interest, some of them didn't. I can't tell you how many times it took me Googling different terms to figure out which ones did and which ones didn't, but that's okay. We all take baby steps. And I had gone from happy, grateful, so excited I'm crossing the finish line of graduation, Taylor, to, oh my God, I'm literally sinking underwater with this weight dragging me down. Can I go back to college so that I don't have to start making these payments? Kind of Taylor. And I knew in that weekend, this black hole weekend that I sometimes refer to it as, where I desperately tried to sell all of my unworn clothing to five different Plato's closets, that things had to change or I was going to be so utterly dependent on my paycheck every two weeks of my entry level, entry salary job out of college that I was never going to be able to do anything with my mom, not on my terms, not when I wanted to, not drop things and go to her in her time of need because there were PTO attachments and certain requirements for events at work and things with supervisors and coworkers and the list could go on and on forever. So I dove into the personal finance world. I took everything way, way too seriously. I tend to have an all or nothing mindset. Uh, that's an ongoing journey for me of being able to work on small steps consistently rather than 100% or nothing. <laughs> and I felt so much shame, shame over having spent X amount of dollars at Target or GNC. People laugh when I tell them that was my weakness, but GNC was truly one of the worst places for me. Like some people say Target, I say GNC. Um, so looking at all of that, I was, I was shaming myself. And then it turned into shame over now what I was spending very little on. 
shame over my groceries at Aldi, shame over anything that I needed to buy for the apartment. Like I think I had to get a new like frying pan or something. And finally, my sister, we were living together over that summer, looked at me and goes, Taylor, you have to figure this out. Like, this is not okay. Look at how mean you're being to yourself over all of these things right now. She's like, what is going on with you? She's like, I know you don't want to go spend another hundred plus dollars a month at Starbucks like you used to be doing. I get that, but this is ridiculous. There has to be a middle ground. And really, it was seeping into my relationship, too. So I've been with my boyfriend for going on close to four years. And he was also kind of like, it's great that you're getting into personal finance and that you want to improve everything because we used to argue about money all the time. And he, so he was excited that things were changing, but it, it was such a turn. So reteaching myself that I can have a positive money mindset and that money can come to me. And even though I'm letting money go, money's always going to be coming in. All that jazz was um, a little bit more difficult than I had thought it would be, but has been a huge work in progress. So as I'm doing all this, I'm paying off like thousands and thousands of dollars of student loan debt. And my friends were noticing. And it was like my friend that came to me with over $100,000 in student loan debt was like, this is unbearable. I feel like I can't breathe. Like, how do you do anything with your money without thinking about your student loans? And it launched into long conversations, exactly how I was doing that and how I really wanted her to be able to do it too. And that kind of clicked for me that this could be taught in a way that relates to women in this age range without all of the shame that this really could be possible. And sometimes it takes explaining it out loud to somebody else to realize how much you've done and how far you've come and really evaluating your point A to point B and being able to sit with yourself and say, yeah, like I really did this. Look at where I'm at so far that I'm able to then turn around and say, let me help you too. And it was this beautiful moment of realizing how much I liked it more than my job. And so I started exploring, you know, the online space podcasts that I had been listening to that had kind of touched on money coaching. And I went to work with some other friends and with my sister and with really anybody who would let me talk to them about it <laughs> on a general framework uh, that I had followed but wanted to be able to apply to other people because really as we all go through our personal finance journey you take what works and you leave what doesn't work and it's important for me to have that flexibility in teaching others so all of this culminated in me realizing that I was so passionate about unlocking other people's dreams through financial security People talk about time freedom in a lot of ways, but if you don't have a financial foundation and a financial safety net, a lot of those things can seem unreachable. If there's not a plan, if you are not confident in what's going on on a day-to-day, month-to-month basis in your own finances, things can seem so far out of reach. So Taylor Your Money was born in May, and it is an absolutely fantastic outlet for me to continue expressing general personal finance education and ways that this is sustainable and doable earlier on in your 20s and your 30s. This this isn't financial advice for people who are over 50 and are trying to cram everything into the short time frame before retirement. This is about sustainable habits built a little bit at a time, no shame involved, and still being able to enjoy your life because you're choosing to get started early. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions I'm trying to tackle with Tailor Your Money is that it means when you're working on your finances that you give everything up. So that's my why. I unfortunately lost my mom in August. She was incredibly strong 
and took every treatment option that they offered her all the way down to the chemo that they told her was only going to have a 10% chance of doing anything. Um, and she is my hero for all of the effort that she put in to staying here with us for as long as she did. And I'd be lying if I said it's easy, but I did not understand how needing time freedom could change everything so drastically for me. And I think that what's going on with your finances can truly change whether or not you're able to pull that off whenever certain things come your way. Because let's be real, we all have those moments in life where you get an unexpected phone call, an unexpected text, you see something that you didn't think was going to happen, but it's happening and you have to deal with it. The last thing you need going on is anything negative or anything stressful with your money. So I focus on tailoring your money just a little bit at a time. I, oh God, I don't even know where to start because I feel like I could, there's so many different things that you said that I want to like dive into, but first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I, I'm sorry about your mom, first of all, but I think, you know, anybody listening to this knows she'd be so proud of you. I'm sure. Thank you. Um, second, I, I amazed at how far you've brought this since May. Um, I mean, it's insane. It really is insane. And this is what I love <laughs> about doing this show is because I've been in business for six years and it's been a lot of pivots and a lot of transitions and, and six years is a long time, but I've interviewed women who have been in business for 20, for 30 years, you know, a, a long time. But on the flip side, we also yeah. get to interview really amazing women like yourself who are killing it already in six months. And I love that. I love that there's not a timeline for what success looks like and that it can be so different for all of us. And I love that your business started because of something so personal. And I know that was so hard for you. And I, I hate that you had to walk through those things that you walked through. And I, I, my mom is my best friend, so I can't even imagine, but I think what you're doing because of it is so incredible. And I, there's so much it's so taboo, right? For people to talk about money. It's, it's one of those things that it's becoming more common for us to talk about, especially women. But I still think there's so much conversation that needs to happen. And so the fact that you're a part of that and the fact that, you know, you said you got more into it when your friends started coming to you and saying like, well, how do I, you know, do this? And what, what is this? And, and to me, I think those are the coolest businesses when we can sit around and it's like, oh, well, I'm doing this thing or I've done this thing and now I'm going to go take that information and share it with my friends. And then your friends love it so much that that's how it turns into a business. And that's how I was with wedding planning. I, it was, you know, bad things happen. And all of a sudden I need a job and I'm like, well, this is the only skill I got. Let's go. And, and that's how I got into wedding planning. It's not pretty. It's not experienced. It doesn't have, you know, 10 years of a resume behind it, but it worked. And so I, number one, I'm just super proud of you for that. And I think that's awesome. But number two, I love what you're bringing to the table now, because I think so many people, and like I said, women, especially are getting into trying to deal with their money and trying to build wealth and trying to learn to invest and trying to do all these things. And then, especially for our listeners, you've got the business side, you're trying to grow revenue. You're trying to really make this business work, make it profitable. But in order to do that, there's this misconception that it's going to require us giving up all of our time. Like, you know, we, we can't take off for a holiday. We can't go hang out with our family. We can't, you know, take the weekend off because we got to make more money. And so I love this idea of time freedom. And I love that you're bringing this conversation to the table because I think it's really, really needed and really necessary. I also feel that the conversation is still needed, even though you and I might be in a bubble where it's happening a lot. So I also realized that 
I was getting really used to constantly talking about money, really used to bringing these things up and so comfortable. So that for me became such an easy thing. And then I would see somebody that I hadn't seen in a while and things would come up and I'd mention something, anything money related. And like you said, it just automatically shine away from it as if it was some kind of taboo thing that couldn't be brought up. And it really just makes me sad because I don't want anyone to be in a situation where they feel like it can't be talked about and they're just going to be bad at it forever. And it's never going to get fixed. And I'll just keep swiping my credit card because I was there. I was saying those things. I was saying that I would never be able to pay off my credit cards. I was saying that I would never be debt-free. I would never not have to work kind of thing. But then again, as you said, bad things happen. And my mom had terminal cancer. And I was faced with a choice of figuring it out and being able to free up that time and put all of our memories, all of our love, all of our experiences into the time that we had or I could just keep saying I was bad with money and complain and have so much regret around not spending time with her and not getting anything that I would want to have with her while she was still here and in business people love to talk about building time freedom as in build your schedule build your life around your business do not build a business that is running your life. Like you're building your business for time freedom, whatever version of that phrase that you want to bring up. But your personal finance habits are going to carry into your business. Even if you're running it with a bookkeeper, even if you're running it with, you know, your CFO, whatever you have going on in your personal life habitually will carry and be reflected in those business spending habits as well. Yeah. So I think it's really important to view your business finances as a reflection of what you've structured for yourself personally, because those beliefs and those habits, whether or not you realize it, will carry over. So if you want that profit, and you also want the freedom from your business, instead of being chained to the business you started to get out of this nine to five ball and chain, then start with your own foundations. And watch how that can be reflected in so many other areas of your life and of your business finances specifically, because then you truly can say, you know what, it's the Christmas season. I'm going to put everything on pause. It's the holidays. And honestly, the new year too. That sounds great. Let me take all that time off because you can, because you've put all of your financial safety net into place and time freedom is an option. I'm not talking about time freedom where you come back and you're super stressed out and you have a mile long to-do list because you just crashed and burned and needed that break, I'm talking about real time freedom because you have built your business financially in a way that gives you time to step back. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh, yes, a thousand times yes. And I think too, you know, so many people will talk about like, oh, well, I keep my, my personal life and my business life separate. And it's come up on this show before that that is not possible. And that, you know, if you're having, you know, relationship problems or you've got, um, stuff going on in your personal life, like emotional stuff or whatever, that's going to seep into your business. If your business is not doing well, you're not just going to, check out at five o'clock and be like, Oh, well, doesn't matter anymore. Cause I'm, I'm in personal mode. Like, yeah, you can't, you're not going to be able to do it. So they've got to work together. They they're going to affect each other. And I think that's where that whole idea of like work-life balance comes into play with finding how to make them, you know, kind of synergetically work together and, and feed into each other. Well, but something that you kind of touched on, you know, you said that about getting your, your personal stuff in order in order to get your business stuff in order. And I think that to me is like the, the foundation for this entire conversation. Like you cannot have time freedom in your business. You cannot have productivity in your business. You cannot, 
um, you know, make good money in your business and manage your money in your business. If you don't know how to do all of those things without the business. And that's, what's crazy to me. And that's why I love this conversation because I think we get into business and we go, okay, I'm going to learn how to be a good business owner. I'm going to learn how to time block my schedule. I'm going to learn how to set boundaries with my clients so I can take weekends off. I'm going to learn all of these things and it's going to come so naturally. But the truth of the matter is if you really suck at managing your money, when you go to target, you're not going to be able to manage revenue when it comes in. And that's just the truth. And you know, there's probably somebody listening who that, that stung a little. And I know that used to be me. Like, I, you know, I could not go into a target and not buy something it, you know, for you, it's GNC for me, it's target. Like I could not go into a target and not buy something. And I felt like when I walked, you know, I'd walk in the door, I'd be like, okay, I'm here for shampoo. I'm going to get shampoo for shampoo. I got a shopping cart. Like, you know, you're not just buying shampoo when you get a shopping cart. And that seeped into my business because I would sit around in my business and these Facebook ads would come up like, oh, here's this new, this new kit that's only $27. Like you're going to want this. This is going to help you write your emails or do whatever. And I'd buy it every freaking time. Like if you had a tripwire offer, I will convert for you every time. I'd buy all of these things. I'd download them. I would never open them and they'd sit on my desktop. And because of that, and maybe if you're listening to this, you relate to this, maybe you don't. But because of that, because of not being able to really manage my money wisely in my personal life, it seeped into my business. And so I think that idea of managing your money, of growing revenue or growing your finances or creating a profit or making, you know, the money that you want to make to pay your bills, of being able to take time off when you need to take it off, being able to be productive when you are in business, all of those things stem from do you have that skill with or without the business? And if you don't, then it's not, you're not going to be able to gain it just for the business. You've got to learn that skill and learn how to attain it before you can implement it in the business. Absolutely. And something that came to mind hearing you wrap that up so beautifully <laughs> was that um, these things, although they need to be learned and mastered personally before carrying it into business don't just come naturally personally either i work with people on their money on their debt on their savings and investments who are successful because they have a why because they bring a why to the table and you heard my why for for my mom for for experiencing every day to its absolute fullest, because I know she didn't expect a phone call that she had cancer, not once, but twice. And who knows what's gonna happen to any of us tomorrow. And I, I know that that feels like such an intangible thing. And there's an argument for the whole YOLO movement that I could get into, but I'll stop myself there. I'm What I'm trying to say is that if you just think to yourself, oh yeah, like I really want to be out of debt or, oh yeah, like I just want to be out of debt because like, I just want my money back. Like, sure. Yeah. Like I don't want you to be paying companies a bunch of money either. Like there are a lot of reasons why we could talk about wanting to get out of debt, but what is your big goal? Like clients who come to me in an application call and I say, what, what is your why? Why now? Why are you choosing to invest in yourself and in your financial future now? And they say, oh, I want to be debt free. No, like, yes, but also no, because what is the big picture? What is the why? What is your driving force? What, when you're at your wits end trying to figure out why you're still missing $17.29 in your checking account, tracking your expenses, is going to keep you sane enough to say, it's okay. I'm going to put it away and I'm going to try again tomorrow because I have my why. Is it your kids? Is it wanting to buy a house with a big backyard for your dogs? Is it the dream of taking your family on this big, massive vacation because they've supported you so much and they deserve it kind of thing? What's bigger? Like as much as the numbers are full of shock and awe and really help keep you aligned with the strategy of building all of these habits 
in your personal life and in your personal finances, what's your big motivational, inspirational why that you can draw on always? Because trust me, you have to do the work. And if you're looking for a shortcut in building any kind of good habit, like you touched on, like the time blocking, like the boundaries, like the regularly budgeting your expenses and giving every dollar a job, it's all effort. And while I have proven strategies and frameworks to get from step to step to step, where's your end of the equation going to come in? Where's your why? That is going to keep you doing this work and then transform everything personally. And if you're an entrepreneur, taking it into your business as well. So that was what came to mind when you were wrapping that up. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think you know, recognizing that your why is not going to look like anybody else's, you know, like you can't come up and say, well, you know, this person hit six figures in their business. So I want to do it too. Well, that's your why, because somebody else did it. That's a stupid reason. I mean, you know, like what, why do you need six? Why six figures specifically? Like, why do you need that? Why do you have this specific revenue goal? Why do you need this much profit? Like, why do you want to work with this many clients? There's got to be a reason behind it all. And I think that reason always stems out of your passion, right? Why did you get into this business? And, you know, for you, it was your mom. For me, it was sheer desperation of why I got started. Like everybody's got their, their thing, their reason of why they got into the business that they're in. Maybe it's simpler than that. Maybe you didn't have something bad happen. Maybe it's simply that you can't work in a cubicle for the rest of your life and that's going to drive you crazy. And you need this revenue goal to be able to pay your bills, to stay out of that cubicle. Like whatever it is for you, like you said, maybe you just want to give your dogs a big backyard. I'm all, all for that. Like let's support all the dogs, whatever it is, recognize it's not going to look like anybody else's. And I think that's really important. So I'm glad that you said that, but let's dive in to, I I want to leave our listeners with something really tangible. So we're talking about this time freedom. We're talking about why it's important and that's great. But what about the woman sitting at home right now, listening to this, who's like, I get it. I get why it's great. I get why it's important. I want it too, but I literally don't know where to start. Like I don't, I, you know, I'm doing the best I can, or at least I think I am. Where do I even begin to create this? What's your advice for her? Where does she begin and what can she work on now that maybe she hasn't already tried? Yes. So I'm talking to the woman who does not have awareness of her money or her time end goal, time freedom. First, start by reviewing two weeks of expenses. I say two weeks because it's not as easy as you think it is. You need to go through your bank account, your credit cards, your Venmo, pro tip, stop making your Venmo captions jokes, actually caption them what you're spending the money on. Because I cannot tell you how many times I've had a client look at me when we're doing this process and say, well, I made an inside joke and I don't know what I paid her for, (laughs) like in the caption. So stop that. Just make your Venmo what you're paying. Go through the, the bank statements, the credit card statements, the Venmo account for an entire 14 days. I say this because that's typically around the time frame of a pay period for somebody in a nine to five job. And then otherwise, two weeks is an easy starting point for anybody in the online business space. Two weeks, everything. Categorize all of it get really honest with yourself and then start multiplying. If you multiply it by two, you're looking at about four weeks or a month of expenses. And then you go on out from there. So what are you spending on a monthly basis? If you want to get really fun, what are you spending on an annual basis? Just based off of those two weeks sample. If you're feeling really motivated and you want to do more than two weeks, go for it, but stick to your categorization and know that two weeks is your only minimum required. Do not go all or nothing on this first step. Do not say that you have to categorize every transaction you've had in 2020 or in the past six months to get this done. Just two weeks. And if you want to go beyond that, great. Then start tracking your time. So we're going reverse on the money and we're going to go forward for a week on the time. Really audit your activities. And I I mean, 
I don't care if it's printer paper or notebook paper or post-it notes, whatever you've got around you, you are getting it out when you get up in the morning and you are tracking all day long. You start a new activity, write it down. You find yourself pulling out your phone, be honest and write it down. There's no punishment for documenting these things. People get so scared to be honest with themselves about where their time is going. If you don't know what's currently happening, how are you ever going to get somewhere else? Define, yes. your, <laughs> define your point A before you try to make this jump to point B. When you have information, you can build, strategize, change, move forward. So backwards with your money for two weeks, forwards with your time for one week. And just be honest. I cannot stress this enough. Lying on this is not going to get you anywhere. You're the only person looking at it. Just be honest with yourself. You're not turning it into a teacher. It's not getting a grade. You're just taking an assessment. And then after your seven days of tracking all of your time and activities, and you can be broad and categorized like work, or you can break down like what projects you were doing. It's really up to you and how detailed you want to see what the breakdown looks like. Start totaling that up too. How much time was on your phone? Go back to your screen time report and compare. See if you really were honest with yourself. How much time was spent on work? How much time was spent on cooking or on working out or on cleaning? How much time was spent with friends, family, significant other? Are you happy with that? Can you sit and look at this piece of paper with your time totals and compare it to your money totals? Are you happy with what these are showing you? Because if you're not, here you are at the starting line. And you are the one that gets to decide your finish line. Once you have this starting point, you are able to move forward. You are able to shift into time freedom mode. If you're really sick of spending 35 hours a week on your phone, now you're aware and you can change things. It cracks me up a little bit. And if you're listening to this and you're offended by me saying I'm laughing, I mean it in the best way. When someone's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. And they have all of these goals and dreams and everything spilling out of them. I want all the time freedom in the world. And I ask, okay, how are you spending your time now? How are you spending your money right now? Can you bring that information to the table really easily? Oh, well, no, I think I like went to Target last week. I think I maybe went to Whole Foods, but I also threw out a lot of my groceries. So I had to go back to Whole Foods. And just like going on and on, I'm like, no, this is not specific enough. We're going to have a little giggle over this when you're done with actually figuring out where your money and time are going. But uh, recognize that you can't move toward your goal of time freedom without knowing where you are. And of course, you're going to get the other school thought that's like, oh, you know, flow and like, let's just feel the time freedom and all of the goals will manifest. And I'm all for the woo. I am all for the mindset and the manifestation and everything. But let's bring in some strategy first. Let's have a plan. Let's have an assessment of what's actually happening and build something to work from. And then build in those elements of the positive mindset, of the habit change, of the journaling to reinforce why you're doing this, which is why people pay attention when I have them do a two-week money audit in reverse and a one-week time audit moving forward. And you sit down and you look at these things together and it's like, wow, now I actually have this proof of where it's all going and what's all happening instead of just letting each day run into the next. And then you can move on. So a little bit of shock and awe with where you're at and really assessing those two areas and then deciding what comes next for you. And while it is totally personalized to, to where you want your point B to be, to where you want your finish line to end up at, I think it's a really great starting place for everybody to actually know what's going on because you think you do until you track it. And then it's a big wow factor, which motivates you to keep going. Yeah. And I feel like I've definitely seen this 
as a coach myself with entrepreneurs I've worked with where I'm like, okay, well, this is the goal that you have. Let's talk about what you're currently doing. And however you track that, whether you're talking about your marketing and your content or your money or your time, like whatever it is that you're trying to track, 99% of the time when you've set this goal to do something and then you sit down and track it, you are surprised and probably disappointed with the results of the tracking. And, you know, so many entrepreneurs do this where they sit down and they're like, oh, wow, I'm really not putting in as much of an effort into this as I thought I was. Well, then what was I doing? You know, like, what was I doing with my time? What was I doing with my money? Where did it all go? And then the problem is, and this is where I think most entrepreneurs get stuck or most people in general get stuck with any kind of goal is we see it and then we're like, all right, well, you know, I'll change that. It'll be easy. I'll change it. And that's it. That's the plan. Like saying I'll change it is the plan moving forward. And that's not a plan. If you can't change what you've been doing, if you can't change the habits behind it, if you can't change the thought process behind it, then there will be no change. You know, you hear people all the time say, what got you here won't get you there. You know, if you have a goal of making X amount of revenue, saving X amount of money, getting out of debt, doing whatever, and you have not done that yet, but you continue to do the things you've always done, you will never be able to achieve that goal. That goes for absolutely anything, not just your money. And so I love that you mentioned that. And, you know, I, I also, I believe in manifesting to a degree. I do believe that it's something we can do, but I also believe that we take the word manifesting and we go, okay, I'm going to manifest this thing. And now it's just going to happen. Well, no, Becky, calm down. If you're not putting any energy behind it, I'm sorry if your name's Becky and you're listening to this, I just said the first name I thought of, no offense. But (laughs) if you're not putting any energy into it, how are you, how is it going to manifest? Like if you're not putting in the energy, if you're not putting in the work, if you're not giving it the time of day that it deserves, there's literally no way that you can manifest it. It's not just going to happen. So I love that you mentioned that regardless of what you want or where you're starting, it's going to take effort. It's just whether or not you're willing to put that effort in. And I think so often we sit around and we go, okay, I'm going to have time freedom. I'm going to set my boundaries and take my weekends off and do this and do that. And then we, you know, walk into the weekend with our laptop and our phone and we're answering all the emails and we're doing all these things. And we're like, wait a minute, where did my weekend go? Well, it's your fault. Look what you did. So I, I think, I love the tips. I think that's a great place to start with, you know, looking at your money for two weeks, looking at your time. And I really want to emphasize that part about being honest with yourself. And I know you kind of did, but I just think, especially from a entrepreneur, like business owner perspective, you know, whatever you do, whether, you know, you coach, whether you're working in the financial sector, not whatever you do, if you have clients or customers of any kind, you are probably working with them in some capacity to force them to be honest with themselves about something. Maybe you're a health coach. You're trying to get them to be honest about their health. Maybe you're a money coach. It's money. Maybe it's marketing. Maybe it's whatever, you're working with people or you're doing something to get people to say, yes, this is what I need. And I currently don't have it in some capacity. And if you're expecting them to say it and then buy into your offer or buy your product or come work with you, but you can't, you know, walk the talk, like you can't be honest with yourself. How are you ever really truly going to help your customer? Right. And so I think, you know, sitting down and saying, like you said, nobody else is going to look at this. I'm simply going to be honest for myself. And then I'm going to recognize that in order to make this change, I have to change. Yeah. I, this ties in wonderfully. The last point I really wanted to be able to bring to the table today uh, was a conversation I had with a client last week about this piece of things about how difficult it can be to be honest with yourself because you spend so much time 
portraying yourself to others that you start to kind of believe that portrayal of yourself in your own head. But that something really stood out to her about sitting down and reviewing all of this in, in an honest way with herself and with me that tied into being in the right place at the right time. It's such a cliche statement, but recognizing that you don't get to the right place at the right time without the work, without the honesty, without everything that we've discussed this entire episode. Yes. And that really building that foundation and the ability to be honest about where you are and where you're going puts you at the right place at the right time. Because if you're living some other kind of lie or you're just letting things slip through your own hands and wasting precious time that we are so lucky to be on this earth and to have, you're not ever going to wind up in the right place at the right time because Girl. none of that effort has been there. Preach. So preach I, <laughs> I'm so glad that you took the extra step on all of that because it reminded me about our discussion um, last week and it's hard, but so worth it. So, so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be willing to put in the work. And I think that, you know, you gave a really tangible starting place, but I think it's just remembering like, okay, if I'm not there yet, if I'm not where I want to be, wherever that is, maybe right now you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, well, I I'm pretty good about making sure I take off weekends. You know, I'm pretty good about shutting my business down at five o'clock or, you know, when my husband comes home for the day or when at, like, maybe you're good about those things, but maybe you're still missing something. Maybe you're still working a little too much over the holidays, or maybe, you know, you're, you're taking off the weekends, but you find yourself sometimes on a Tuesday night, still working late. And that's fine. If that's what you want to be doing, I'm totally for people working whenever they want and not set, you know, setting hours to it. But if you're looking for more time freedom, if you're looking for something different than what you have now, then you've got to recognize that that change has to happen. You've got to recognize that, you know, something's got to change that you've got to be the person to do it. It's not just going to naturally like fall into place. And I agree, you know, with you and your client that the right place at the right time. Yeah. There's, there's maybe a little truth to that. Like maybe there's a little bit uh, you know, some people get a little bit of luck in their business or, you know, happen to make the right connection at the right time. And that sort of progresses them a little faster or whatever. But I don't believe that everybody who's ever been successful just happened to be in the right place at the right time. You know, like they had to work for it too. And if you continue to work for it, then you're more likely to hit those goals that you have. You're more likely to make those connections. You're more likely to find the right clients. You're more likely to do all of these things that will put you in, you know, quote unquote, the right place at the right time over and over and over again. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I like that a lot. Absolutely. Cool. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm glad our listeners kind of have more of an understanding of what time freedom can look like and that idea that they do have to continue to work for that, but also have that tangible starting point that you gave them. So I'm excited about that. Since it's the end of the episode, I want to go into the rapid fire round. I have a couple quick questions for you just for fun. Are you ready? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> it's, it's, this is an intense moment, Taylor. No, I'm kidding. No, just some lighthearted questions. They'll be fun. All right. First and foremost, what is one part of your morning routine that you absolutely love? I truly love making my coffee. That sounds so boring, but I love no, it. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. In I'm fact, like, you'd be amazed how many people say their coffee as their answer. <laughs> I know it's like I'm rolling out of bed. I'm like kind of awake, like kind of figuring out the day, and then I just get to pick what I want to put in it for the day because it's usually not the same and and just start off with a good coffee and a good um just like preparation for like what's coming I have like my google calendar email my agenda for the day to myself so I'll like just kind of like scroll through and double check things and my coffee brings me peace <laughs> there you go there you go you got to find it where you can until, especially after the way 2020 went you got to find peace where you can so, <laughs> I love it I love it all right. What is the last book that you read? 
It was actually Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I yep. think I was a little late to that train in particular, um, but absolutely love it. If you are like me and you took a little bit to get there, um, do it, read it. Totally worth it. I feel like we've had that one mentioned a few times now. I think it's it's still circulating. It's still popular. It's You're not late. I don't think you're late. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is one thing that you are most looking forward to in this next season? It can be personal or business, whatever you want, but just something you're looking forward to. My family vacation next summer to the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. So earlier when I touched on, maybe you want to take your family on a vacation. That's something that's motivating me right now. We've gone every summer since I was in diapers. It's very special to my family. And for the past two years, we spent the week of my mom's birthday there as well. So very, very much looking forward to it. Oh, I love that. I love (laughs) that so much. Family vacations are, are always good. I think that just, you know, ties in with what we're talking about. That time away is, is really important. So I love that. Absolutely. What is one tool for your business that you love recommending that you feel like you couldn't run your business without a tool or a platform or a resource that you love using? I love using personal capital. So maybe not necessarily one that was expected, but I have a personal capital tied to everything for my personal finances and then everything for my business finances. So I think that while it's great to um, work on, you know, your, your taxes and keeping up with all of the bookkeeping and cut, everything that you're required to do as a business. Um, it's really nice to also keep a pulse on generally what your business is worth and where you're going. Um, so I decided to start using it for tailor your money after using it for a very long time for just myself on my own. I love that. That's a good recommendation. I don't, we haven't had that one before and I'm always, <laughs> we get a lot of people that are like, Asana. And I'm like, we have so many people that say Asana. So I always love when we get like a new one that has <laughs> Everybody will have to go check that out. Last rapid fire question. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? My aunt came to me after my mom's funeral the day after. And she told me that I still have yet to experience the happiest days of my life as long as I keep moving forward. And in a moment where everything seemed extremely dark and impossible and like nothing was ever going to be the same ever again, it was a very, very bright piece of advice that I have held on to. And I tell my friends, my clients, anybody really um, who's in a tough spot that you still have your happiest days ahead as long as you keep moving forward. I love that. There's so much power in that. Your, your aunt's very smart lady. Uh, (laughs) There's so much power in that. And I, I, you know, I think we've all had those moments where you don't want to believe it. Like you don't want to hear that. It's not what you feel like you need right now. And most of the time it's when you need it the most. Right. And, and I agree with that. I think, I think happiness and joy and especially success, you know, being an entrepreneurship, I think it's just one of those things that you willingly have to create. You know, I don't think it just happens. I don't think you just suddenly are happy. You have to choose to look for the things that make you happy, to take time off for the things that make you happy, to, to find those things and, and allow that to become you, you know? So I, I do believe that. I do believe that your, your happiest days can be ahead of you, but like your aunt said, you got to keep moving forward. So I love that. Such a good piece of advice. All right, Taylor, tell everybody where they can find you because I know they're going to want to go check you out and get some more money advice from you. So where are you hanging out on, on the internet? Mainly Instagram. I love, love, love being on Instagram. Um, it's at Taylor, your money. Um, but Taylor is my name, T-A-Y-L-O-R, your money. And um, my, actually my new freebie for planning financially for the 2021 year with the goal of achieving time freedom, like everything else we talked about today, um, will be up 
uh, on my page pretty soon. So those are my two main places I would say to go check me out and connect a little bit more. And if you like listening to this episode or have any questions, I'm happy to talk in the DMs anytime. This is a topic I love. Perfect. And we will put that freebie and Taylor's Instagram link all in the show notes. So you can go check that out and connect with her. Taylor, thank you so much. I am super pumped about this episode. I, like I said at the beginning, I really think this is an important conversation. I think these conversations around money, around taking time off are just things that we need to be having more, especially as women, especially as business owners. So I just appreciate you so much and taking some of your time to come be here with us and and share your wisdom and share some really awesome starting points for our audience. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to have been on today. That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.